Ladies and gentlemen, your very own Michigan State Spartans. Goal scored by Fatai Alashe, Ryan Keener, and the cast. Let's hear it for your MSU Spartans, Rachel Van Poplen. Goal scored by Mary Catherine Fiebernitz. Few national team players here on the Seattle Sounders, Clint Dempsey, Eddie Johnson. All right, hey, this is Brooks Lambier. Today we have Paul Gilbert, the men's soccer goalie coach, here in the studio along with starting goalie Zach Bennett and backup goalie Quinn McEnany. Service starts right now here on Corner Kick. All right, guys, so how's it going? It's good. It's great. All right, so let's start with Paul here. Uh, You know, your new coach on the team, volunteer coach, you know, you came from Adrian. You played soccer at Liberty University. Uh, Can you kind of talk about you know, what you bring to the table as, you know, having played D1 soccer and, you know, now you're coaching these guys. Right, yeah, I think that's um, a huge part of, of my coaching in general is drawing from experience and especially having been a very young goalkeeper at the Division One level um, kind of helps me relate to the, to these guys and then recruits as, as they come in. Um, and basically understanding the flow of the game, what's expected um, from the goalkeeper in that position really helps me to to look at the really technical details and, and fine tune some of those really minute things that to the to the average person or or what have you is, is not really a big deal but can really make all the difference in making a save or not um, so I think that's probably the biggest thing from actually playing the position um, and then going into coaching that I can kind of bring to these guys. Now, is this something like you always wanted to do? Like, hey, I want to be a goalkeeping coach, you know, after, you know, you got your degree at uh, Liberty. Is that something you've always wanted to do? Well, yeah, like, obviously, I, I was interested in, in furthering my career um, playing wise. And if that didn't happen, then I was going to go into coaching. Um, and I wouldn't say that I was wanting to be a, a goalkeeper coach per se. Um, definitely don't want to be just pegged as just that, but it's simply a. Um, a specialty that I have that a lot of people are looking for and so obviously that's the main part of my job but also love to give input um, in other aspects of the game and how do you guys feel you know you had Jeremy Clark for two seasons right mm-hmm. and then you know he's a former Spartan you know knows the program you know how is it with Paul now you know not you know and he's not a Spartan he came from Adrian uh, you know how do you guys feel about that um, as far as I go. I, I think he really brings in the technical aspect. You know, Jeremy was a, a great guy, and all the all the guys really got along with him. I mean, some of the guys played with him, um, and always gave us a lot of good reps. But I think you know, Paul brings that extra level of like the the fine details, like he was talking about, um, and just the drills he does is is a little bit different um, than Jeremy, and it got a little bit taken used to. But you, any any kind of different coaching you get is always good. I mean, you, you don't want to just be stuck with the the same guy, same drills over and over. And I think he really. Paul does a really good job of mixing up drills and really getting those details and, and techniques down. Yeah, yeah um, for me, it's just been it's been nice to have guys coaching us that have been in our position pretty recently. Um, and while a lot of them have similar characteristics and different or similar coaching styles, they both bring different things to the table. And Paul, just a couple different um, different drills with us using resistance bands, working on quickness and stuff like that. Stuff that I haven't seen before and and this late in the game that I'm I'm, I'm working on now, which has been great. So I'm um, just getting new new perspectives on on the position has been nice and paul like 
Yeah, I mean, I know like drills and such, you know, like they said, they've been new and, and you know, they're different. But is also, do you also, you do like strength strength and conditioning with them? You know, do you show them some stuff you did as a player that, you know, will help them improve their strength and conditioning? Yeah, absolutely. I think I think that's part of it. Um, a lot of the strength, it was a bit rusty, but I thought Quinn was very sharp. I thought he handled himself well and, and made some key plays at times. And, and that's really the biggest thing with a goalkeeper is you might not have any action the entire game and then in an instant you're like called into action um and i thought he did well i thought he stayed focused and in the game and really handled himself with some experience and some calmness about him that i really liked and he made a couple big saves for us and uh kept us in it and we ended up getting the tie um which which is okay and it was great so yeah i thought he played really well i guess as a goalkeeper what's the most important skill you need to be successful um, for me, it's just having a short memory because obviously with the position, we're getting so many reps. I mean, even in practice with him, um, just getting different shots and tougher shots. And if, if we let in a goal, a soft goal, because we're getting so many reps, it's just being able to forget that right away and moving on to the next one. Because if you drag that along with you, that's going to affect your next save and your next and the next shot coming at you. So I think that's probably the biggest thing I've picked up along the way. Yeah, I- to go along, I mean, obviously a short memory is huge for a goalie. I mean, you, you make a mistake, it's going to be a goal, which is completely different than any other position. And to go along with that, you, you have to have a lot of focus because like Paul was saying, you could you could not have any the ball even come near you for like 20 minutes of a game. And then all of a sudden you have like a shot that, you know, you really need the team to, say, to, to make and you're just called upon. So you just have to stay focused even though you're not like necessarily getting the action. So to go along with the, the short memory, definitely focus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I definitely agree with with the short memory aspect, and, and really, it's a great mind. You need a great mind and a great focus, because um, obviously, you can have all the athletic ability in the world, as we've talked about a million times. But if you're mentally not in tune, if you don't have the courage um, to go make that save where you got to stick your face in there, um, then you're not going to be as efficient, as productive, um, and as good as you as you can be so i'd say it's probably a great mind for me yeah i mean i totally agree i mean i i did play soccer um you know i played keeper up to the high school level and i can definitely tell you that uh mentality is a huge part of it Mm -hmm. uh you know forgetting that last goal they scored on you uh you know is a huge thing uh but you know also difficult is you know sometimes you got to be the organizer back there you know you have the defense you have your defenseman but you know even someone great like a kevin cope you know have as a captain you know you're still seeing the whole field so, I mean, sometimes you guys ever feel like, you know, you're kind of like a mom or dad sometimes, and, you know, you're just trying to, like, hey, guys, come back to me. Like, you know, you want them on a leash or something just to pull them back and be like, hey, get back into position. You guys feel like that sometimes? Uh, I wouldn't say it's a mom or dad, but it's definitely, like, you're, you're, you're the only person on the whole field that can see the whole field. So, I mean, and, I, and our, our, our uh, defense really understands that. They listen really well. Um, so I don't know if it's really a mom or dad, but you're definitely the organizer kind of back there. And, um yeah, a lot of it's like you know when you make a save or you got a goal kick and we're a little a little um, flustered. You know, it's just taking a second, taking a breath, let everyone calm down. Um, so it's kind of like you're uh, back there organizing the team and and not not only positioning but like the the emotions. You know, everyone needs to take a breath or you want to speed everything up or uh, get get someone you know who's uh, a little half asleep out there, wake <laughs> them up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it's just kind of knowing like. What buttons to push when? Because if you got one guy out of position, I mean, one guy will react differently to your 
the way you're talking to them than another. So, I mean, just get, get to know your back four and organizing them. I mean, I, I like that role. It's like the quarterback of the team, and you're taking that leadership role back there, and, and it's it's key in, in keeping the keeping the shutout, you know, so. Yeah, yeah, you're, you have to be a leader as a goalkeeper. You have to be. You can't be afraid to say stuff when it needs to be said. Um, and I think these two do a great job of that, too. Um, as they continue to develop and continue to get better and better and and the better we get at our communication the easier it is the less you have to say and stuff like that and they do a, pr- a pretty good job of that I mean pa- sure. and Paul says it you know you, you you almost want to talk so much that they're going to turn around and say shut up kind of thing you know be quiet we, we got it you know so you're just constantly talking back there and sometimes it's it's for their benefit of position and whether and sometimes it's just for you to stay focused you know you to stay connected with the game when you're not necessarily getting as much action i mean you know it, it for I, I guess i see a goalkeeper as you know they have to be the mature person i mean would you guys agree on that would you say that you have to be the mature mm-hmm. person because you know it's like in you know football you quarterback you're the leader you got to be mature you know point guard in a, in a basketball team you know you got the ball most of the time you got to be con- be controlling uh so I mean, could we all agree that you know maturity? Probably the most mature position you need someone at is probably the goalkeeper position. Definitely. I mean, for example, like in our last game, Oakland came out coming out pretty hot, and we were under pressure. Got a couple shots, a couple crosses, and you just have to look at the guys and be like, let's just relax here. Let's we know how to play our game. We've been here before. Let's not get carried away, and let's just let's knock the ball around like we know how to. You know. So I mean, just being able to to bring the guys down, calm them down. Because I mean, if I show any kind of if I'm flustered or if I'm frustrated, that's just going to spread to them. So, I mean, just being able to, to read them and, and, and feed off them. What's what's kind of like the pet peeve you guys have is, like, when you would play goalie? Like, what, what really, like, aggravates you What uh, that guys uh, do on the field that um, you don't want them to do? As far as I go, when there's, like, a ball, like a 50-50 ball or a ball played you know, over the top, a, cor- a corner, whatever, and someone calls keeper, not me. Oh, it ticks me <laughs> off more than anything because if someone's calling keeper – and that's not me. Other people are thinking it was me calling keeper. So it's just going to be so much confusion. So, I mean, I just rip into people who call keeper for me. And people know not to not to say keeper anywhere <laughs> on the field around me because it just oh ticks me off. Because it, it's going to cause problems because I'm not calling keeper, so I'm not coming to get that ball. And then people assuming I am with someone else calling it. Yeah, I mean, for me, me, me and ZB and stuff in and, and practice and what we're doing shooting with the team, like some of the guys like Vitale come and they'll, they'll come and try to chip <laughs> us and <laughs> – <laughs> on, oh, the, on the rare occasion that he actually does, um, we'll hear. We won't hear the end of it. And honestly, like we're the biggest competitors out there. I think. I think we're probably top, one of the top two competitors, you know. And we like we like to get after each other. And then when someone does that and they're talking talking smack after putting a goal in on us, I mean, that really really gets us mad. So I mean, just just stuff like that and and whatnot. But it's yeah. all good fun. Yeah, I agree a hundred percent with both <laughs> of those. And I would just add to Quinn that when. When field players or forwards or whatever are are taking shots and they've missed ten in a row, or you've saved <laughs> oh, ten in a row, yeah. like that goes unnoticed after they make the one. Yeah. Like it's just ridiculous. Some of these <laughs> kids, they just well, it, so it's life of a forward. Yeah. You can miss nine and make one, and the star. Where if we miss nine out of ten, we got nine yeah, goals. I mean, <laughs> you're never gonna play ever again if you let in nine out of ten goals. So. <laughs> So that brings me to my one question I had for you guys. So, player on the team, you just don't you just don't want him to score in practice. You're like, I want to stop every shot you hit. Fatai <laughs> hands down. Hundred and ten. If Fatai scores on you, you're not going to hear the end of it for a week. Yeah, I mean, you know? I honestly can't even think of anyone that's kind of even in the same ballpark. I mean, obviously, you don't never want a freshman to score on you. So, yeah. but 
other than probably the freshman, it's definitely Fatai. It's 100% Fatai. Fatai could score with his knee, and it would be an amazing world class goal. He'll say, did you see that? You see that that goal, right? Oh, you never hear hear the end of it. Is it worse, though, for you when the coach is in goal? Because, you know, you're playing goal on Monday's practice. Is it worse? I mean, yeah, I think I don't think the guys have gotten to a point where they're ready to like completely like talk smack, but I'm sure it's coming soon. <laughs> Fatai will warm up pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. And, but Fatai can't score me, so it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely get hit the long shot, man. He was trying that on Monday all the whole time. He was hitting that ball like 20, 40 yards over the goal. Yeah, that's a Fatai special sometimes. Yeah, great. <laughs> uh, so you guys, being the number one and two keepers, you know, how competitive – does it get at times between you guys? Because I know you guys both want to play, and Damon mm-hmm. said, you know, if Zach went down, Quinn, you can step right in. He's more comfortable. You know, he's comfortable with you stepping in if ZB got hurt. Uh, you know, just in general, how, how competitive is it between you guys? Uh, me personally, I mean, since I first got here, me and Quinn have had, like, that brotherly relationship out of there, and you mm-hmm. never want your brother to beat you. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we got drill. I mean, it doesn't matter if we're just catching a ball you know i want to be perfect and if quinn's missed one you know we kind of give him that look like you missed one i stayed perfect kind of thing <laughs> uh so it's really competitive but um you know we never take it to like we're, i mean where we get mad at each other i think it's a it's a healthy competition and mm-hmm. and like damon was saying if i if ever if anything i start playing poorly i get hurt or whatever i have complete faith that quinn steps up and does is going to do an amazing job mm-hmm. i mean it's just a dynamic that we worked on i mean we've been around each other we I mean we live in the same house we train together I mean so that competitive edge comes with us all the time and and in practice if if there's a shooting drill it's how many goals can or how many goals are you letting up versus how many goals am I letting up kind of thing and I mean yeah there's definitely times where I don't even want to look at him because I'm so mad at him and and we'll go home and I won't talk to him for a day and that's fine because I mean we're on the we're on the practice field together we're working hard and obviously we don't want to lose we're big competitors so um but at the end of the day I mean yeah we are brothers and and that's how we work and we've got a great great dynamic relationship for sure so and Paul I guess for you as a when you were playing at Liberty you know was that how you felt too I mean I, I wouldn't say that I felt that way there there were four of us at Liberty for the majority of my time me and another guy really did not get along at all, at all, um, and I'll just be upfront and honest about that. But me and the third guy are our best friends. I, I'm gonna be his best man in his wedding. So there's a there's a special bond that you have. Um, it's either gonna be a really good bond as, as you're on the same core, or it's gonna be not good, where you're just one person does his thing, the other person does his. And you're just scrapping. So it's pretty cool that these two are such great friends and that they uh, are really competitive but also encouraging each other at the mm-hmm. same time. And what do you guys enjoy being most about a keeper? Like, what do you love about it? It's just it's just unique. I mean, it's just something different that um, no one else on the field is, is doing than, than, than what you're doing. And um, just, like, the physical aspect, going up for a cross is getting your body knocked around. I mean, I just, I just love that kind of that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, that's for me. Yeah, I just like... <laughs> You know, and like you were saying, it's just such a unique position, and there's not, there's nothing, no better feeling than you uh, making a big time save, and, you know, big enough that the the field players start recognizing it, because then you know you did pretty good, because it takes a lot for them to to notice something. So, mm-hmm. just just moments like that, you're, it, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Oh. yeah, I think for me, it's just uh, every time you get to put on the gloves and you get to smell the grass and and kind of be that guy that everyone's looking to, to have a great game, to calm them down, to be nice and clean. And, and everything you do is professionally done, and um, you're looked to 
by the team. You have a spotlight, and you're either going to really bask in that spotlight or you're going to crumble. And that shows a lot about who you are. Um, I love that. I mean, I agree with you know you guys making the big save, especially when it's against the top player. <laughs> you know, he's like Mr. Goal Scorer, and you're like, no, man, you didn't score any against me today, so take no. that. Mm-hmm. But uh, so, you know, I guess as Paul was saying, you know, like, and you guys, actually all you guys were talking about is, you know, you can be the hero at times, but sometimes you're letting the goals, you know, sometimes you're the last person people see, you know, when the ball goes in the net. You know, uh, you know, how do you guys deal with criticism at the end of games or, you know, just after the game where, you know, maybe you're thinking to yourself, I should have had that, but, you know, it's not always your, our, you know, your fault because, you know, they got to go through 10 other guys before it gets to you. So, you know, how do you guys kind of handle that? I mean, there's definitely moments where, like, you know that goal was, was on you. And then there's other moments where, like, man, I, I feel like I could have made that save, but it wasn't necessarily on you, on your fault. So it's kind of a battle. Like within yourself, I mean, obviously you want to get a shutout every time you get out there, but it's never going to happen. You're never going to be perfect every day. So I think it's you know going back to having the short memory. And personally, if it's a big game or any game really, I like to look at the video you know, once or twice, see what I did wrong, work on it in practice, and then try to forget about it. Yeah, I mean, you just got to be mentally tough. I mean, you're gonna. We've played so many games in our career now, and now that we're getting older, I mean, you know um, when something's on you and when it's not, and and I'm I'm probably my biggest critic, and and at the end of the game I'll look at myself and I'll be like, I, yeah, I should have made that save, and I I should have been there, and um, that just kind of makes you makes you better for the next game, you know. I mean, that makes you want to get out there, that makes you want to keep striving to be better. So, um, I mean, you just gotta it, the, the short memory thing as well. You just gotta keep moving on and and, and keep playing the way you know how to play. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and I think it comes down to each goalkeeper how you want to internalize it yourself. Um, if you if you do better of saying man, I should have got there, I could have done more, I could have done better, and that fuels you to go to do better, that's great. If you're the type of person who you say, actually, I couldn't have done anything, I'm going to look at it twice, and then I'm going to move on and forget about it, like, that's great too. Uh, my, my mentor, one of my mentors kind of in the game, he told me that the way he perceived it was he always could have done something to prevent a goal. That's what he said, and that's how he, what fueled him to get better is because he took it personal, like every time there's a goal. And we all know that there are certain goals that you have no chance. You, you, There's nothing you can do um, to prevent that. But that's just his thought process. So developing that some type of mentality, sticking to it, and then um, just moving on to the next play is, is kind of how I would approach it. You know, also is annoying too is when, you know, when you know your defense and everyone sees you made the same save like ten times, and then the one time you don't make it, and then they're like, "Come on, man, why don't you make that save?" Like, mm. like really, like mm. you get back here and try to do this. This <laughs> is not. This is not easy. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I mean, I mean, has there been times where like your midfielders or defenders kind of like have like said something like, "Come on, man," and you're like, "Dude, like they got past you," and you know, come on now. Definitely in the heat of the moment, you know, stuff flies across the field, and I mean, ninety ninety nine percent of the time, no one means it. Um, and if it's a save that they know you can make, and then they're getting after you, you know, you gotta, you just gotta take it sometimes. Because I mean, there's gonna be times where they don't make a perfect pass, or they, they, they let up on defense or whatever, and you got, you have to get after them too. And and you know they can make that play as well. Um, so I don't, I don't think you take it personal. I think you just try to, you know, in one ear out the other and, and move on to the next play. Mm. 
I mean, I think that's just kind of a respect level, too. I mean, they expect you to make that save. I think I feel like you kind of earned that. That's kind of a cool thing. I mean, yeah, it's kind of annoying that they're yelling at you, but at the same time, we're yelling at them. We're getting on their backs, too. If, if they have to give us a shot every once in a while to wake up, then, then hey, that's fine. We'll, I'll learn from it, move on, and I'll get the next one, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, and credit to our field players. They, they do a great job of understanding, hey, this is the right time to say something, mm-hmm. and this isn't the right time. Um, because more often than not, if you've made a, a simple save a million times and you don't make it, they're going to know, hey, he knows he knows he messed up like or, or whatever. Um, and so I, I really credit our guys who do a great job of that for sure. Okay. Uh, so as far as the the main part, I, I we usually do a fun player questionnaire if you guys haven't uh, figured out with Vitae and Jay had a fun time with <laughs> yeah. it. Jerome, I wish Barons was here because it would add a little more, but Jerome had some interesting stuff to say. Um, so I'll start with Zach. So... You know, you're, you're a kid from Texas, you know, the Lone Star State. And uh, so have you incorporated any of your Texas culture into the team? Uh, well, no one, I mean, if you asked anyone that didn't really know me, they don't really think of a Southern kid or anything because I don't really have an accent or anything like that. I mean, I say y'all occasionally. Um, <laughs> that's about it. I mean, I'm trying to think if I incorporate anything. You wear the cowboy boots every once in a while. Yeah, I mean, yeah, occasionally break those out. I mean, it's got to be a special occasion. But I, I mean, I mean, I'm, I wouldn't even say I'm like a, a quote unquote like Texas boy. You know, I'm not wearing cowboy hats and rode a horse once in my own entire life. <laughs> um, so I, I wouldn't say I'm a southern kid. So I, I don't know if I really incorporate anything. But I mean, Quinn gives me a hard time. He always thinks I have an accent every or something. Once in a while, yeah. he, he makes fun of me, but yeah, that's, that's, that's good. Though. Do you have a Texas flag in your room? I do have a Texas yes. Texas flag in my room. That's fam. If you're from Texas and you're n- and you're not living in the state, you bring the flag with you. <laughs> I mean, I know Cur- uh, Wesley Curtis had it. Te- uh, had he would wear a cowboy hat. Or oh, Wes is he a embraces te- it. Yeah, Wes oh. is a Texas boy. I mean, he's out there shooting guns, <laughs> going to rodeos, wearing cowboy hats, kind of thing. And I, I'm not that kind of Texas guy, but. You know, Wes is a special character. Is that kind of based on, like, in Texas where you live? Like, you know, mm-hmm. it depends if you live on a farm or if you're kind of like an inner city kid. Does it vary? Definitely. I mean, I lived in suburbia. I mean, they always have this picture in their head that I lived in some oil field <laughs> desert area. But it was green trees and tons of houses every two feet. So, um, but yeah, I mean, there were some Texas guys in suburbia, too. So I think it's kind of if you embrace it or not. But I think definitely where you grew up in Texas has a lot to do with it. And then, Paul, I know you grew up in Tennessee. So, you know, you've got a little bit of that southern in you, too. Um, I mean, you break out the cowboy boots or the hat or anything? No, I, I don't I don't wear cowboy boots or a hat. But, man, I love the south. That is for sure. Um, I believe I probably talk about Tennessee too much to people. And they're probably like, geez, I wish you'd just shut up. But... Um, Southern culture that I bring up here, I don't know. See, my my I grew up in a northern household in the South, so I got a little mix of both. Um, not real big on yes sir, no sir, yes ma'am, no ma'am, which is kind of a big deal in the South. Um, but I guess the food that I eat is, is very Southern, so um, that'd probably be the biggest. I would definitely say I would do the yes sir, no sir kind of thing. At least when I first meet you, my parents would would kill me if i didn't say yes sir no sir when i first meet you and then if you say you don't have to call me sir um then i have to stop but i mean it's it's funny because people up here some people take offense to it some people are like i'm not a sir that's my dad or i'm not old enough to be a sir whereas where i'm from even if you're like a year older than me mm-hmm. 
I'm calling you yes, sir, until you tell me different. Or even if you're, like, in a higher position and same age, I'm still going to say yes, sir, no, sir. So it's kind of that that was a different thing to get used to up here um, that I definitely brought up here. But I think I'm kind of laxed on it. So sorry, Mom. I mean, I did the same thing. I mean, it's only proper, you know. It's, you know, it's common courtesy. Yeah. I mean, that's what we're taught. I mean, in the South, or you get beat. (laughs) Yeah, actually, Paul, I was actually in Nashville for spring break. That was kind of interesting. I'm not a country music person. And I went to the honky tonk down yeah. there. And, there we uh, go. Oh gosh, that was um, yes, that that was interesting. I couldn't tell the difference between '90s country and regular country. I I don't understand there it. Is a but big difference. There is. <laughs> did you do some line dancing while you're there? I did. I went. There you go. So one of these, I forgot what it was called, the Wild Horse, or it was. It's yeah, it like it's Wild a, Horse Saloon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, yeah, <laughs> she did some line dancing and <laughs> fun stuff. Did yeah. you wear some flannel? And some blue jeans? I did not. Oh I, well, I wore some blue jeans, but I didn't I have the picture flannel. Paul just lying there. Oh, I, can't, I don't know if I can. There's nothing better than a nice, fresh, white t-shirt and blue jeans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'll, I'll be the first. I'm not a fan of country music, and it's all over the place in Texas, obviously. I don't. And maybe it was too too and, much. And I'm from Chicago, and I love country music. So yeah, so just, there you go. Just different. So, so your regular country music is going to be like kind of twangy, like Alan Jackson style, and your new country music is going to be more like popish, kind of like Carrie Underwood. Yeah, I mean Taylor Swift chicks. isn't even country; she's yeah. pop, though, isn't she? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what everyone so she says. She started out as the new century country. Yeah, yeah. there you go. There's a difference. Yeah. Okay, all right, all right. That's good to know. All right, Quinn, you're from <laughs> Illinois. Yep. White Sox or Cubs fan? Big time White Sox, and all my friends are Cubs fans too. And I don't hear the end of it. But my dad grew up a Sox fan, and I live in the northern suburbs, so it's kind of weird that I'm, I'm a Sox fan because everyone around me is a Cubs fan, and they're the fair weather fans, or or not. So um, yeah, I mean, I, I go to games regularly. I don't. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of it, but um, yeah, I'm definitely a Sox fan. I mean, uh, what's uh, Kreutzy? What's is he like? Sox or Cubs? I think he's Cubs. He seems like he'd be a Cubs fan. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> just because of that. No, no offense to him, but yeah. I just, I just peg him as a Cubs fan. I'm pretty sure he is. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. How about player on the field? You know, after he's fouled, that always has to have the last word and say something to the ref or the or just another player. Adam Montague. Adam, Adam for sure. Yeah. yeah, he'll definitely let you know uh, what he's thinking. And at times, you know, you just kind of tell him to shut up. But, <laughs> Um, is he your roommate too? He is. Yeah, he's been roommate. my roommate since freshman year. So um, it's kind of just how he rolls. Yeah. Is he the same way? Just like outside, off the field? Um. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't. He doesn't. I mean, if he has something on his mind, I'll let you know. So I mean, I mean, I. I that's not. Not like I don't like it. I mean, it's that's cool. But yeah, that's how he is. No, I think he pretty much. You know, doesn't hide and doesn't hold anything back. I mean, he's gonna he's gonna be pretty honest with you, <laughs> and, I, and it's worked out well for him. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Definitely. All right, so uh, John Yale is also the other soccer reporter. He does uh, he does like fo- he does uh, photography for our sports, and we've had some sightings of you guys at the gymnastics meets. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah, so um, <laughs> is it so why? How come you guys go to those? You we guys got, like do, friends? We, yeah, we've got some good friends on the on the gymnastics team, and um, Adam's girlfriend's actually on the gymnastics team, so that's we how we kind of Adam's girlfriend on. slash wife. <laughs> Adam's girlfriend, but the gymnastics girls are like the tallest one's like five three. Does, yeah, so it's his girlfriend like five foot, and he's like six three. She's one of the taller ones, actually. Oh, is she? I believe she's what I don't know five six or seven. Yeah, which Maybe? is a oh, which is, is a giant seven. Yeah, five seven or eight. I don't know. She's yeah. she's definitely taller than than some of the rest of them. So okay, that's <laughs> caught funny. us caught us <laughs> <with the meets. laughs> caught us in our off time. That's yeah. funny. Well, I mean, we just take notice sometimes. Yeah. You know. mm-hmm. uh, 
Okay, so, and uh, this is a question for all of you guys. So, in high school, did you play any other sports besides soccer? I uh, I played basketball. I was a big basketball. I, well, I played baseball um, until, like, middle school. But I was a big basketball guy. I played basketball until freshman year of, of high school. I was on the JV team. Um, but then I had to stop for soccer. But, honestly, basketball was my first love. I probably enjoyed playing basketball more than I did soccer growing up. But uh, me being a... a white kid with no left hand didn't really work out for me so uh decided to stick with soccer something a little better at yeah actually my first love was baseball and i uh played all the way through high school i played junior year i played on varsity um i played a little varsity sophomore year but then um as i got more interest in soccer and realized i could play at the division one level for soccer um i just kind of my senior year of high school i didn't play so i could you know play academy and stuff like that so um, it was baseball my whole life, and then soccer kind of took over, and, and that's where I'm at now. So, Paul? I was a basketball player. I was sh- the white boy from Tennessee that could shoot the lights out. And <laughs> I loved basketball. I thought that was my ticket to college. And then soccer took off, and I had to make a choice my junior year because um, I was playing varsity as a sophomore. And then my junior year, I decided to – to just stick with soccer and and um, had to travel a lot because I didn't live necessarily close to a lot of cool stuff at that point. Um, but I love basketball. Like I would have chosen basketball any day over soccer. But it was just hundred percent. When you're better, when you're better at one thing, yep. you just go get it and enjoy it. And now it's my career. So, <laughs> uh, so when you played, could you dunk? I can't dunk. Okay. I mean, not crazy dunks, but I can get it get it over the rim. And one-handed, that's about it. <laughs> and then, Quinn, what would you play? I would say first base or pitcher for you? I, I did pitch for a while, and I played uh, a little bit, of, or mainly third base. Um, third some base. first base mixed in, but I was, yeah, I was a third base. Hot baseman. corner. Yeah, hot corner. <laughs> Quick reaction, that's probably why I'm, why I'm a goalie, right? And, Paul, I'd say a guard, shooting guard? Yeah, yeah, I was a shooting guard, and I could, I could in college, I could get up to the rim, but I couldn't get, like, dunk it, but... Okay. Yeah, so I just shot a lot of threes. <laughs> a lot of threes. <laughs> All right, how about best athlete on the soccer team? I mean, Adam's pretty good at basketball. Um, but honestly, like the most athletic person, hate to say it, might be Austin Pywinski. Yeah, he's, I, was, I was leaning towards Austin. He's too. a freak athlete. He's good at those like wakeboarding, snowboarding kind of thing and, mm-hmm. you know, just a ripped kind of guy. Yeah, real strong, yeah. athletic. But I think if you were going sports, probably Adam. Adam yep. Adam's pretty good on the basketball court as much as I hate to say it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd agree. Did you guys play one-on-one? Oh, we did one time. Got a kind of argument. Kind of got a little too physical. So I try, I try not to play against him. I mean, he, he's probably a little better than me, as much as I hate to say it. <laughs> my, my athletic test is if you took all the guys and you gave them a sport, who could, who could do it the best the quickest? And I'm putting my two goalkeepers up against anyone <laughs> on our team with – any sport, so I'm going to say that these two guys are the most athletic. I mean, I, I agree. I mean, you have, I mean, you, you have to leap and make saves, and you know, you got to be very on your toes. So, I mean, that that is a big part of mm-hmm. athleticism. Any other sport, we don't have to use our feet either. So, our feet aren't the best on the team. <laughs> so, I think we got to step up in all the other sports because it's more hand-eye coordination. Yeah, right. that's true. <laughs> okay, so women's soccer player that could score on you guys. There's one of them. Um, I'm going to give it to uh, Rachel Van Poplin. RVP? <laughs> yeah, I've seen her up top a couple of times. She's got a pretty mean shot, so I uh, 
if I'm gonna let any let, let one in against anyone, I'd I'd say it'd be her. Page, her page is page pretty. Too. Page is pretty good. Um, her Jesse's pretty good. So maybe Page or Jesse. Yeah, Page has got a cannon actually too. Yeah. It might be her too. So Ebronitz sure. was shooting pretty well the other the other night. She's she a center back though, so yeah. I don't know. I mean, she, she might, might not get a header head. on me. Yeah, yeah. She, she's pretty good with her head, so she, she might get a header. Big header against yeah. Michigan this fall, so hopefully yeah, she pretty she would probably knock one in. What about you? Think any, like do you know the women's team enough to to answer? No, none of them could score. <laughs> I've been like Laura Laura Haboya or Haboyer, the other volunteer coach. Oh, She's pretty she good. Might, she, she plays professional soccer. To. She was nasty. So yeah, she was good. Yeah, she was setting records she, and everything. She probably yeah. could. Maybe. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Uh, favorite professional soccer team for everyone. Uh, I probably would say Chelsea just for the fact that I played for uh, Solar Chelsea Academy, which was, you know, at first it was Solar, then we got sponsored by Chelsea. So just because of all this stuff they've, you know, given me, the opportunities, the, the sweet uniforms. So I'd probably have to say Chelsea. Yeah, I'm actually going to say the same thing. I mean, I, Jeremy Clark, my old goalkeeper coach, um, was a big Chelsea fan, and being, being around him all the time, he kind of engraved that in my head. So, I mean, they've been my team um, since then. I'm going to go with Arsenal. I really enjoy their brand of soccer, and um, yeah, so I wouldn't say that I'm a diehard fan, but that's who I would root for. You and Fatai would get along very well, since Fatai loves Arsenal. <laughs> I got a feeling Fatai probably likes whoever's winning. At Actually, I think uh, he's a pretty diehard Arsenal fan. Yeah, okay. through. I think he's always he's been Arsenal. Through, yeah. okay. Jerome said he's a bandwagoner. So, um, and then they were trying. The one time we brought him with Kylie, they like Fatai and Jay kept thinking that uh, Kylie was a bandwagoner because, like, oh, Kylie's like, I like Bayern Munich, and they're like, oh, you're just a bandwagoner. I'm like, no, and I have a sticker on my desk, and I've had that since I've got here. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. they just like getting under Kylie's skin every once in a while. So Fata- sure Fatai's favorite hobby is getting under Kylie's skin, so <laughs> I wouldn't disagree with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Jerome said he's a bandwagoner. He likes Man City right now, but he's just, you know. Yeah, he's talking yeah. about getting a Man City jersey, <clears throat> but then he's talking about another team the next week, so he's definitely a bandwagon fan. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But I thought it was interesting when I was talking to you guys on Twitter the one time about uh, you know who would win between you and Fatai. Is Fatai really that good? I just feel like he talks a good game. Uh, to, to be honest, I was pretty shocked when my name came up as the best FIFA player. I mean, I <laughs> I play the game a lot, and I'm pretty competitive, and I'll throw a controller every once in a while. But um, I Fatai, Fatai, when we played in the dorms, he I, I would say he probably as he's consistently the best, but... I wouldn't hesitate to give him a, uh, a game and, and try to knock him off. Well, Fatai also lives by himself. Uh, he, he's probably playing <laughs> FIFA more than he, he leads on. So. Yeah. But he would probably be the best. Between that player. and all the homework he does, it's yeah. probably. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, he, yeah, he does have a lot of homework, doesn't he? Probably. <laughs> yeah. All right, professional soccer player that you guys tried to mold your game after? Mm. I mean, Tim Howard, you know, just because he's, I mean, he's a, you, I mean, American goalie that's made it in Europe. I mean, but you know he's got a short temper, and I try not to do that. He's whew, he's mean to his players yeah. sometimes. But his playing style, you know, he's real athletic. I mean, obviously coming from America, and um, so I'm probably you know his playing style, maybe not his mentality. I would look up to. For me, uh, it's probably Manuel Neuer. Um, He's just a big, physical, overall pretty solid goalkeeper. I was a big Joe Hart fan um, until this year. He's had a little bit of a down year, but um, his mentality and his approach to the game has always been something I've always looked at. I love Pepe Reina. Love his... um his physical nature and he's not exactly the biggest goalkeeper much like myself um so i really i really like pepe reina yeah 
so I guess, you know, all you guys drive mopeds around campus. Do you guys ever walk to class? I, I walk to all my classes. Um, our house is actually pretty close to Grand River, so it's kind of close. I mean, my furthest walk is about 25, 25 minutes, and this winter is ridiculously long, but... Um, I'm a big walker. I don't. I don't have have a moped. That's Adam with a little bumblebee he's got. Um, <laughs> so I usually walk, but it's dangerous these days. I've slipped too many times. Yeah. And then do they have mopeds now? Back no. when you <laughs> never riding a moped. <laughs> That's uh, Austin Pywinski again. He just lives on that moped. Exactly. Yeah. His big alien helmet <laughs> with his GoPro. <laughs> He has a GoPro. He wears a GoPro on his. No, he has his GoPro on this little hockey stick or something, and he's always GoProing while he's mopeting. He's gonna <laughs> and end he up... has a jacket that looks like he's about to fly a plane or something. <laughs> he's uh, a fighter. Like guy. from Top Gun or something? Yeah, that's what it looks like. That's well, like when Jay and Fatai are on, they're like, Austin's got this like weird like California style. Apparently. We were asking like, who has the best yeah. style on the team. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you got Jay with the European like Justin Bieber kind of look. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Paul, what do you want to say about that, Paul? Jay is a Canadian through and through. Yeah. I knew it as soon as I met him. <laughs> Jay, Jay's got this European Canadian look yeah. that if you go to Canada, that they're all shooting for a European, but they end up with this Canadian European look, and that's what he does. Um, that's just Jay. You know, always button the top button, even though no tie. It's so. It's an interesting look. I couldn't pull it off. I, I definitely couldn't much. pull it off. He had, he had a jean jacket on. I'm like, who does that anymore? It's Jay. That's Jay. To be honest, yeah. yeah, it's just about the only one. And then what's this homegrown music he likes? Is this like remixes of Bieber and Nickelback or something? Like, what is it? Might as on? well be. I, the I honestly, EDM that he listens to? Yeah, the EDM. It's oh. just, it goes one in one out in one ear. Occasionally, out you'll find an EDM song that's pretty good. And you're like, yeah, this is pretty good. And he's like, all right, let me show you this one. And you're like, what is this? Yeah. Like, that's interesting. And he's convinced that it's just the best music out there. And I mean, I'll, I'll give him credit. Some of his songs are sweet, but some of them are just pretty hard to listen I to. I lived with him for a semester in the dorms. And <laughs> kids bumping EDM in his headphones 24-7. I'm not sure how he can hear anymore. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, Kylie wants a CD of that stuff, apparently. So, really? I mean, yeah, Jay owes him a CD. So. Yeah, I think he uh, he wanted it to work out, too. Because, you know, it's a, it's a good beat, too. I yeah. would probably pump some iron or uh, run on a treadmill. But just casually listen to it, mm-hmm. I couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Couldn't pay me. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's this thing with Keener where he gets in, like, beast mode before the game and he's, like, oh. bumping headphones and he's... And he's just like looking, staring at the ground. Like, w- w- what is up with that? Um, you learn pretty quick that you're not allowed to talk to Keener like two hours before a game. Um, he's uh, he's one of those guys that to get ready for a game, he likes to be in his own world, really quiet, real serious. Um, and me personally, I love to joke around. You know, I'm, I'm cracking jokes yeah. with Quinny, dancing to the pregame kind of stuff. <laughs> um, so I, I can't really be around Keener before the games. He's he's a he's a serious kind of guy. He gets in that beast mode. Yeah, yeah, that's just his type. Don't really mess with it. Mm-hmm. Wait, so I asked who else dances on the team, and Fatai tells me he's the only one. Oh, Fatai is definitely Fatai and Jay dance more than anyone on the team. Yeah. Um, and I think Fatai's just embraced it. But I mean, me and me and Quinn do our own thing while we're warming up and on, on the, by the goal. Probably games. not the best dancing ever, but you know, definitely not the best dancing get, ever. But we get, we get we give it our best shot. <laughs> okay, and okay, final question here: the, Who's like the most odd player on their team? We're just like just. This just does weird stuff occasionally. Like outside of the field? Like oh, outside around. Andrew Andrew keeps to himself. I mean, he's a brainiac. He's 4.0 kind of guy. Um, 
super nice kid, but he he sticks to himself. Um, I'm trying to think any odd. I, I mean, there's not anyone that like sticks out too much to me. Um, Probably wouldn't excuse that California kid. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's just different personalities. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. Maybe but I don't think anyone real odd. We all get along really well. So yeah, really well. Yeah, definitely. Definitely the closest team I've ever been a part of. I mean, obviously I've played for this team longer than most teams, but might even be too close at times. Yeah, <laughs> way too close sometimes. What do you, Paul? Do you notice anything about certain guys? Just a little odd, just a little out there. Probably Powinski. Like I mean, <laughs> However you want to say his name, like uh, he's definitely the one I notice. Probably because of the moped and. The fighter jacket and I like white, his hair too. The his white hair, hair all flipped up. Is, is that, like is that natural or does he bleach that? I think that's his actual hair color. Yeah. Whoa. Definitely. So interesting. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, this has been fun. I hope you guys had a good time. Yeah. Thanks uh, for having us. Yeah. yeah thank absolutely. you. Absolutely. Sweet. And you know, hopefully we can do this again before the season starts. And uh, this has been uh, Brooks Lambeer with Zach Bennett, Quinn McEnany, and Paul Gilbert. And join us next time on Corner Kick. Genesis of this goal. Balotelli. 